you know, Mike Davis famously wrote a book about uh, the bird flu that freaked me the fuck out for years. Um, <laughs> and that book came out in 2005. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that was a pretty good documentation of why uh, we're we've been lucky essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, on the eve of coronavirus, you know, when people are trying to figure out, you know, there was a, you know, the wave of coverage where it was like, oh, wow, it came from a bat. Do people, do they fucking eat bats? Mm-hmm. What? You know, and, the, you know, so the vague, you know, the vaguely racist coverage, but then like giving way to like actual critical coverage, you know, looking at the ways in which capital has made our food productive system, our pr- food production system be able to provide for a lot of people, even though it's wasting a lot. That's the other flip side of it, but also make it so that viruses and pathogens spread and that every time they don't, it's a miracle that we don't have a pandemic and that someday soon we will have a massive pandemic, which we did, right? And so mom writes, essentially, there's no real difference between what we are seeing as vigilance about coronavirus and and the complacency with climate change. Because at the end of the day, we've done little to do climate change and little to stop it. We've done about as much as we have to stop the threat of pathogens, you know, and pandemics crippling uh, the global economy. And that, you know, what we did see instead was governments were, you know, as two's rights, protecting moneyed interest, they were protecting property, you know, real estate and intellectual property and inequality, right? They refused to do stimulus programs and social spending or, you know, programs that would keep people out of work so that they could be safe. You know, all they did were programs that stabilized the thing instead of working to disrupt it. Yeah, I mean, I think people forget, like, you know, it wasn't that long ago, it was, you know, just 2020 that there are these people were literally going on TV on Fox News and calling for uh, like blood sacrifices to the market, right? Being like, you got to kiss your grandma goodbye because we need the economy to keep running. We yep. need things to stay open, you know, like, like people were like, like, you know, high up conservative business people and politicians were literally calling for, for that really. I mean, it showed what, what the, uh, the hierarchy of values was there. Right? It wasn't the, the, you know, save the young and the elderly first. It was save, save our property values first, you know, save our revenues it also just seems like uh, so, so it, it's either cynical or bad or just probably more likely just bad analysis to, to, to try to draw a contrast between, you know, coronavirus vigilance and climate complacency. Because these things are, uh, as mom writes, right, these things are not different. They are one and the same, but they are uh, things that are happening at different time scales, right? I mean, the, the, the reaction to coronavirus was just that. It was a reaction to something that had already happened, right? It was already taking off. And, and we see that all of the reactions to every single like new variant, whether it's, you know, Delta or Omicron are all also reactive, right? They are trying to pick up the pieces after something has already gone off. There's very little put into a, a place in terms of like, preventative action trying to stop you know stop the spread as the slogan goes uh very little resources very little time and energy and effort um by uh states and governments uh into actually doing that beyond uh you know really kind of gestures um you know signaling that they care but not really devoting the resources or energy to to actually do anything like i think that 
even even in a place like Australia, where I live, where, you know, for a very long time, up until Omicron, really, you know, we got hit hard by Delta, but it wasn't really until Omicron. Um, you know, we were pretty fortunate in that we had the blessing of geography. We were a big island continent that you know, already had very hard border controls. And so we're able to just kind of ramp that up, um, do that internally, right? It wasn't just border controls of people coming into Australia. There were hard border controls about even leaving Melbourne, right? There is an iron curtain around uh, Melbourne and the rest of the state. There were border controls within state, uh, between states, um, things that are unimaginable in the U.S. in terms of like limiting people's movement. And all of this was, you know, to try to ride out this blessing of geography that Australia had in terms of like, uh, you know, preventing the spread of coronavirus. But then once Omicron hit, and we start seeing, you know, so infectious and you start seeing this exponential growth where it just gets out of control. As soon as it became clear that this was something that couldn't be combated by uh, just like really hard uh, and sudden lockdowns, that it was still breaking out, politicians and governments very quickly here just went the way of the U.S. and said, well, all right. If we can't do anything about it, then we won't do, then we won't do anything about it, right? It's just like, there, no more restrictions, no more nothing, just, uh, it's a passive response by the state. I think this is also extremely instructive. All of this is to say that I think the reaction, the actual reaction to, uh, coronavirus, once a global catastrophe is already here and we're seeing the effects of it and having to live with it, right? As, as friend of the show, uh, Daniel Green posted on Twitter, right? It sucks to find out you're living through a, a condition and not an event, right? right. Like this mm-hmm. isn't just a one-off thing. This is like, oh shit, no, this is actually a condition of living, um, that we all have to deal with, but it became very clear that to, that for governments, the response to a catastrophe that was already here uh, was to do the bare minimum, was to coax and cajole people into uh, just, you know, sacrificing for the economy. Once it gets out of control, all restrictions and all uh, efforts of like active response go out the window. And then it just becomes you're on your own, right? Like pri- right. like individual responsibility takes the, you know, is the name of the game now. I think this is actually really instructive of, you know, the complacency around climate change is because it's a it's a catastrophe that hasn't come yet. Right. It's something that is coming that, you know, we're seeing the kind of uh, the edges of it, you know, uh, uh, reaching into our current present day. Um, But in terms of like being a full blown catastrophe, still seems like something that's a little ways off. And so the complacency uh, that we're seeing with states mirrors completely the completely, uh, uh, you know, unenergetic, non-energetic reaction of when a catastrophe is here. I think the way that states have handled uh, coronavirus is going to mirror the way states handle climate change, which is to say very poorly, very brutally, very sloppily, and with a lot of uh, uh, passivity and death uh, caused by that, you know? So uh, I think Malm's critique uh, and analysis is exactly right that we can draw analogies between coronavirus, climate change, and chronic emergency because coronavirus was, in a lot of ways, uh, a scrimmage game for the big for the big game against climate change. And, and boy, did we fucking lose! 
everybody knows that the, the gears of capitalism run best on the blood of worker sacrifices. There's no fluid that greases those gears better than blood sacrifices. All the companies, all the big companies that have just made like astronomical profits over the past two years. And then you see where, you know, where workers, the money that workers lost is almost an exact number of what these companies have gained. Hmm. Um, we're to the point now where it almost kind of being put up the situation where coronavirus is just going to be a fact, fact of life going forward. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, the goal is for it to become in, endemic, right? Just a condition yeah. of living. Yeah. 